0: truth is i am a jedi i'm the vengeance and i am Iron Man. welcome back everyone to a very special bonus episode of the direct podcast i'm your host david thompson and today we are talking about percy jackson and The Olympians, the new Disney Plus TV series, which is over. So, of course, I had to bring in the big guns. I had to bring in our Percy Jackson correspondent. She's been doing wonderful work over at direct.com on all things Percy Jackson and more. Welcome in, Jillian Blum. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much. That's really, really sweet of you. I've been having so much fun just covering this show and being able to talk about it in as much depth as humanly possible.
0: Yeah, Um, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much to talk about here today. Um, We're going to be diving into the whole series, not like a deep dive episode by episode, but just, you know, our thoughts on it, how the, mm-hmm. now that the series is totally over, how it landed with us. And obviously there's going to be some potential for a season two. It's not greenlit yet, which I think is pretty interesting because at this point, I, it I seems like it thoughts would be on
1: all of this, that I mean, we'll get there. We'll yeah, get yeah, there.
0: yeah. Good. No, good. I have
1: extensive <laughs> thoughts.
0: <laughs> well, that's. That's why I'm teasing a little bit here, because there is a lot to talk about with Percy Jackson. It was an eight episode series. It is now fully streaming on Disney Plus. So if you haven't watched it, go check it out. Come back, check this out, because after our initial overall thoughts today, we're going to be diving into some full spoilers for this whole thing, including some of The Lightning Thief, the original book spoilers, because I recently just reread that for the first time, and I've got some thoughts kind of on the adaptation and maybe some things they did or didn't do very well. So. Without any further ado. I'm going to try
1: to keep it book spoiler free after Lightning Thief for if anybody's planning to like watch and read along. If there are future seasons, I'm going to do my best.
0: That'd be great. And I'm sure there are people out there that have maybe just read Lightning Thief, maybe remember it slightly. Or there are those fans that have read all of them and might understand some of those kind of foreshadowings (laughs) that are coming for us in Percy Mm -hmm. Jackson. So Jillian, we spoke to you. You and Matt popped on for the first couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the entire series is done now. Spoiler-free thoughts. What's your review of Percy Jackson and and the Olympians, the series, right? What are some of your overall thoughts?
1: So I've been saying from the start that this is the most authentic adaptation possible. Even if not every single piece is 100% book accurate, it is deeply authentic to the story and the world that it comes from and that is what i what has made it strongest because of that i think it's the adaptation that the books deserve and that this world deserves and that the fans and the creators and the characters deserve because the world is so magical and the world is so inviting and welcoming that to see that authentically adapted and to expand on stories that we know or to see stories play out exactly as we know them within that very authentically adapted world is just really, really cool, especially as a long-time fan.
0: Yeah. No, I bet. Because there are so many things in the series that really do pop out on screen of like, oh my God, this is so exciting to see you know, Mm -hmm. on the screen. I know there was the movie, but like you mentioned, this one is more of a direct adaptation in many ways, right? They were trying to be a little more true to the material.
1: In, in several ways. I, I think I talked about this with Matt, uh, but the thing with the movies is that Rick Riordan was not involved. They actually did it completely without him. Um, and he literally, he read this, they let, had him read the script, but the, it wasn't going to change whether they were doing it or not. He begged them not to do it. And he said that it was like putting his life's work through a meat grinder. Um, right. He was, and so I think the fact that he is so involved in this is what is key because as much as there's been a lot of conversations about like, were the movies good? Were they not? I'm not a fan of the movies at all. Yeah. Um, my brother is, my brother really likes the first movie, especially. Um, and that's totally valid of him. But like, for me, it's just, that's not Percy Jackson. That's not right. the story that I know and the story that I love.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because in these adaptations that we see from book to screen, That's always one of the biggest questions, right? How Mm -hmm. accurate is it? Do they do the the book justice? Um, Because it is so easily Mm -hmm. it's so easy for these adaptations because they're always, you know, they're shrunk versions, even a series misses eight episodes. And it's still a pretty tight adaptation. It doesn't dive into everything in The Lightning Thief. And it changes a Mm -hmm. couple of things. So it is interesting. It quite
1: literally tightens it. It extends it from 10 days to a week. Right. For the deadline.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: they it, it condenses it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Condenses. It it's interesting because that's a smart move, in my opinion, of like just mm-hmm. changing little things like that where it doesn't really matter, right? Like how many mm-hmm. days they have, but you have to get from point A to point B and what that journey is gonna be like. Quickly on my overall thoughts. Um, I was really excited going into the series. I had just reread Lightning Thief, like I just mentioned, and I was really hyped for it. I was visualizing all of it. And that's what's funny about when you actually read something and then you see it on the screen it's like some things i didn't picture one way and like the creators pictured it this way and it's like so funny kind of playing that game in your head and wow sometimes the innate thing to do is like feel frustrated like oh i thought it was gonna look like this right but it looks like that <laughs> you know things like this but that didn't really take away from my experience i would actually say having just reread the lighting thief it really added to my experience in a big way mm-hmm. where when certain elements of episodes one two three four when they were teasing future storylines or future you know just foreshadowing little things i got so excited i'm like oh awesome and this was a really easy show to see what was coming ahead like Mm -hmm. every week once one episode ended because it is this quest you kind of knew what was happening the next week and you could be you could look forward to that like i remember i was so looking forward to when they went to what is it? Waterworld, Waterland?
1: Waterland. That's my favorite episode. It's my favorite part of the Lightning Thief. I'm a theme park person. In addition to being a comics and Percy Jackson person, the Waterland is my favorite. I love it. And so that much. episode, I'm has, so like, happy with it.
0: Yeah, and like that was one where my visualization, my visualization of that actually did kind of come to fruition. It, it felt. Very true to the mm-hmm. book. and even they changed so many little they things about
1: much of it. yeah, that, but I it still felt like Waterland. It still felt like that chapter of the book. It still felt exact it was authentic to its source material while changing and growing the story,
0: yeah, which is interesting. And um, partly with what you said about, you know, the author actually being involved in it, you can mm-hmm. kind of like see those elements where like certain things were just tweaked, but a lot of them were enhanced, I will say, um, just like overall thoughts I wasn't totally always gripped on the show it wasn't mm-hmm. something for me personally I'm not a super fan by any means I'm a fan of Percy Jackson but I'm not one of these people that was for the first few weeks I was but I like at the halfway point I wasn't tuning in immediately mm-hmm. Tuesday night I was waiting you know I'm like, okay I've heard I just knew Percy Jackson was on my watch list and I was mm-hmm. getting around to it when I got around to it. And part of that was nice because on my personal like social media timelines, it wasn't full of spoilers, <laughs> like mm-hmm. say for a Marvel show or like a Star Wars show where yep. Those, yep. I feel this, uh, I ha- have a big time motivation to watch those as soon as possible because I know if I go on Twitter, yep. it will get spoiled for me. Um, I didn't personally have that with Percy Jackson. Luckily, I saw like mm-hmm. one little thing Um, yesterday, last night, and I I watched the finale this morning, or no, Mm -hmm. I watched it yesterday morning, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, two days ago. So with that being said, you know, I saw a little bit of it. I think the one biggest critique I have for the story is that it does kind of fall victim to this is the book one, this is the just the beginning Mm -hmm. of the story, where, the there wasn't this real epic feel to it in many ways for me mm-hmm. like it felt like we're going from one place to the other and it's fun it is a fun quest but it didn't feel super epic really at any points the finale mm-hmm. and I guess the second the p- penultimate episode had moments there with Percy Jackson like specifically but even then uh, it might have had to do with maybe I wouldn't mean maybe call it the budget but just kind of sometimes the way things looked, I maybe imagined it mm-hmm. being a little more, more grand. Um, obviously they use the volume big time in this series. Yes, yeah. And you can notice it from time to time. Some some yeah. shots I thought looked better than others. So there were certain elements that I really bought into it and I really enjoyed the it's such a fun adventure. I mean, Percy Jackson, it's such a fun quest. It's it's just delightful. Yeah. But there was an element in terms of just how epic feeling I maybe imagined it in my head while reading it didn't necessarily live up to those standards mm-hmm. but that's honestly my biggest critique i think that the casting was really well done overall i think casting
1: that is one of its strongest points
0: i agree i i don't really have anyone that i would pinpoint out as like a weak a weak link in the casting i think it's a really cool idea that they actually Everyone's got amazing. these kids casted or cast and now they can move forward if they do a season two yes. and season three like they can grow in these roles and that's right Awesome idea and concept, and something that we loved about Harry Potter, you know, like that
1: exactly. And that's obviously
0: the biggest comparison here is Harry Potter, because there's there's a divide in the fans to a certain extent, right? There's some people that like
1: I always yeah, I I never like that it's like a divide in the fans because I basically immediately started Percy Jackson right after finishing Harry Potter.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. When I
1: was a kid, because I read I read Harry Potter in like third and fourth grade. And then I started Percy Jackson, end of fourth grade, and it was everything to me through right. all of middle school, pretty much. Right. Um, and so I've never really felt like loyalty toward one over the other. I'll fight for Percy Jackson a little bit louder than I will for Harry Potter because Harry Potter has more people fighting for it.
0: <laughs> totally, <laughs> but like, totally. Yeah.
1: The, I, I don't know. I just – but I, I do all, often say we need to be careful with the comparisons that we're not going to like – put the trio into a box and say right. they're Harry, Ron and because they're not. And that's really important. No. One of the things that I loved about, I know we're talking mostly about the end episodes, but this was something they established early on. Like, They do not get along at first. And that's the point. They are messy. They need to figure out how they work with each other. They don't know whose role is what yet. And I think that's very, very grounded and real and important and what I love about what Percy Jackson does because it takes the mythological and grounds it.
0: Wow. Yeah, exactly. And that's what so a draw uh, that that what draw me drew me in while reading is how you do get these like the gods and demigods and all these, you know, these crazy concepts. And like you said, grounds it, puts it in reality. Like it yeah. it explains you know certain wars or c- certain things that happened through history it's like oh yeah. that was just so and so fighting and i love that about that i love i love that yeah. concept and i like that i like that in fiction in general yeah. right those altered like realities where basically yeah, yeah. certain points of history they explain it in a different way yeah, you see that in marvel yeah. a lot dc oh, to a certain yeah. extent yes especially thinking about marvel and i and i'm a sucker for that okay mm-hmm. without further ado let's get into spoilers now you want to get nuts come on let's get nuts so jillian yeah i'm so excited for your answer you, you have to pick one thing i i'm so I excited to, to hear thing. what okay. your biggest winner is yeah. now for winner like this is just what you think it you can get really abstract with it like when we, yeah, we I, always I
1: think the answer i've gone with is pretty abstract
0: good good i'm glad because it's it just really is like who really won in this series and that could be you know, character, actor, whatever. So who is your biggest winner for Percy Jackson?
1: So I think the thing that Percy Jackson did best was tone. It captured the tone that it needed to, which makes, I guess I would make the writers the biggest winner. Um, but also it makes the fans the biggest winners because the person the tone of the percy jackson books is incredibly specific and even rick Riordan yeah. has said that he doesn't think it was captured perfectly in season one that he if if there's a season two he really wants to like further hone in on adopting percy's voice but something that makes percy jackson really cool is the first five books are first person single point of view narrative yeah this was then adapted into a show where n- you're not seeing everything exactly the way that Percy sees it. You've got a couple scenes with Grover going off and doing something else that Percy's not there for. Or flashbacks to things that Percy didn't see or hear. Things like that. And that's something that the books can't give us. Yet they still kept the exact same Percy Jackson tone. Like this, I I could recognize that tone from a mile away and this had it bright and loud and clear. And that just it was exactly what this show needed, because then with that tone being the groundwork for everything and the writing just really shining, we were able to get amazing adaptations of these characters and allowed the cast to have such great material to work with, then bring us like the most amazing performances possible. And we were able to have like just this this basis for all the other amazing stuff that we got.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great answer. The tone is it's hard to capture um, of the book for sure. And it it definitely has to do like I remember specifically thinking about it because the the show opens with his dialogue, like with his Mm -hmm. inner dialogue. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And then the
1: reaction at Comic-Con when they showed us the first seven minutes of the first time it's ever shown. Yeah, we all heard it. We all realized it's the exact opening narration, almost word for word the entire room like exploded it was amazing
0: yeah no it's so cool like that's such a cool way of opening the show especially but, like just draw people in and make and people then they, think like then they made is... luke
1: do it they made luke do it at the end and that is something that i have been thinking about for so long i've been so excited to talk about
0: yeah yeah that oh was God. that was that's great new. yeah that, that and that was t- totally a kind of a blind side for me and i i love <laughs> that element my biggest winner here my is. My notes Walker.
1: there, like, quite literally read yeah. in all caps. Not Luke narrating. No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, yes, that, yeah. My biggest winner is going to be Walker Scobell, the uh, yeah, main actor yeah. here. I think he killed it. And I think this is one of those yeah. things where young kid, a lot of pressure. We talked about yep. kind of the Harry Potter comparisons where it's like yep. Dan Ratcliffe is Harry Potter. And we all know that. So for Walker yeah. Scobel to walk into this role, <clears throat> really needing to live up walk. to the hype. Obviously, like the the movies are totally, um, you know, divisive and how people feel of them, especially like fans mm-hmm. of the book. <clears throat>
1: yeah. You mentioned
0: you and your brother. I think Walker nails Percy. I think he's yes. his voice yeah. is even great for it. I think it's pers- he he yep. gets there with his personality. Um, even by the end, he gets. God, I love this scene when he's fighting Ares at the end and the mm-hmm. waves start piling <laughs> so up. Good. I'm gonna so tell you who good. I really am. Whatever the line of dialogue is, it's mm-hmm. so great. Like being able oh, for good. being able to watch him grow in the show. Um, to yeah. that you know, fu- episode seven, episode eight, eight stage yeah. of Percy was so cool, and I thought he just played the part so well. And going into it, that was definitely something I was nervous about. Like as always, I mean, you have to be because when you're yeah. reading a book, you really, especially when it's his point of view the whole time you're yep. in Percy's head for the entire book like he has to nail it and i thought he did an excellent job i don't think there's really much to poke holes in for his performance like there isn't. i think there are some people that don't love the writing of the books or of the show so much i've seen that as a um criticism yeah,
1: i've seen that too and i disagree with it like fundamentally yeah, it's, it's not but gonna, also I, that's not to say that people are wrong it's just i disagree with
0: them. no i know what you're saying and but i think that is for a lot of people um the biggest criticisms of it and we'll get into losers in just one second that's not going to be my loser is the writing but i do think if someone were to say the writing was bad i don't see anyone then going to say oh walker was bad at portraying percy or walker and- was giving a bad performance
1: and I so much of that is a testament to Walker as a performer and as an actor. Also, he is a massive Percy Jackson fan. And that shines through and that shows and that makes it just even more like genuine. Like he right. he talks about how he was wearing his camp half-blood shirt from elementary school that he could barely fit into when he got the part.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Like
1: he's he's talking in interviews about like, oh, I want to adapt Heroes of Olympus. That is that is the second series that is after that would be after five seasons
0: yeah that's crazy yeah, and I she's mean already
1: talked about it I I yeah
0: it's gonna he, be interesting to see how far they can push this thing because I think yeah. I mean by all accounts it was a hit I, I think people yeah. um of a lot of age I think definitely leans more young audiences the demographics yeah. are like yeah. younger people that are like kids that are reading it um people more yeah. our age like say like 20s that are that grew up with the books I'm not sure it's strong in that like Massive audience with, like, say, an older 35 plus crowd because it's not really for them. And I think that's a big emphasis here, too, is that like a a secondary winner here below Walker to me would be it does pinpoint itself and make it more for its audience. It knows its audience. It's like these are people who have either read the book or going to read the book or of the age to read the book. And the book's are pretty, I mean, Lightning Thief specifically. It's an easy read, you know? Like, it's a fun, delightful little quest.
1: I was telling someone recently that, like, this, in my opinion, the show is meant for a family to watch together. And the family can be parents who watched one of their kids read and love the books. The older child who read the books growing up grew up with the books. And then the younger children who didn't grow up with the books and either are reading them now and watching and reading or experiencing the show for the first time as a show. Right. Um, and I, it, not to say that that's exclusively who it's for, but I feel like that is like the, the, almost the boundaries of like, they want to make sure they're hitting all three of those and then everything in between.
0: Right. And it's interesting how they kind of did that. And it'll be interesting to see in, if there are future seasons, like, yeah, How that could possibly yeah. change. um if and, it does get and more I think serious
1: that, that that does transition me into like I say loser because that's technically what it's called, but it's it's less of a loser, more of a like this sh- this show would have benefited if we knew that it was getting more seasons because mm. like I think that it it was more harmful than not to the show we don't know if there's going to be more because of the amount of setup they did throughout the entire show like you were talking about how you loved the stuff at the beginning that you could recognize as foreshadowed for the end they were doing that for the entire series there was stuff that was being planted now that doesn't show up until like the fifth book there is stuff that like there was one thing that's a surprise and huge plot reveal in the fifth book that they just flat out revealed this season which I'm still getting over, Um, (laughs) but like, they were planting just so much stuff, especially at the end when he's like, no one's bothered to check the seas. The book is called The Sea of Monsters. Um, Like, I think it would have really benefited from us knowing that all of that is going to pay off because I'm sitting here thinking, I really want to see this story continue. I want to see those setups pay off. But those setups aren't going to work if they don't renew, which yeah. they should. And I'm of the opinion that we should, because of this, it should be a four season renewal all at once.
0: Yeah, I'm curious what their plan is because that's I mentioned it in the opening thoughts. Like that, that's definitely one for me where there is so much like setup, 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 and yeah. it is. I mean, the that goes into my biggest loser here where. It's kind of the stakes of the show. I feel like the <laughs> stakes aren't really crazy because obviously I read Lightning Thief, but even if you hadn't read Lightning Thief and we were watching the show, I don't really think anyone thought his mom died. Just of the way they they showed it on oh, screen yeah. Yeah, and yeah. the way it was immediate it, it was very quickly like pulled back in the sense of like, oh no, 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 you can save her. Like there like yeah. the, the possibility was quickly I there. Want
1: talk, I want to talk about something. It involves I'm gonna allude to spoilers for future books, but I'm not gonna get into specifics at all. Yeah. That's but fine. something that I love about the first five Christian Johnson books is it introduces young readers to the concept of character deaths incrementally. Mm. You get Sally early on, which immediately you know that that is going to get reversed. The second book, there's a like massive fake out that you then have to sit for a while thinking it's real, but then it does get undone. In the third, you get your first permanent one. like, And that, and it ke- you keep building up. Yeah. And I think that that's actually really, really important because younger readers aren't used to the main character could actually be in Mortal Danger.
0: Yeah, like, exactly. And, and I mean... So th-
1: that's something that I, I... But that is coming from my perspective, knowing what's coming and knowing that we do take those gradual steps.
0: Yeah, and I, I feel like reading the book for a moment it was like oh my god like she did die like it's like Sally did die just mm-hmm. then um and i never really obviously i knew the spoilers but even just watching it i never felt like they were really trying to per, like show us in that way it, i mean obviously like yes she was yeah. dead but then the show in my opinion kind of quickly moves forward it felt much faster with percy at the beginning of like moving yeah. forward and almost like accepting the fact that he's a demigod even though there is that confusion there um yeah. th- it's hard because I think the pacing of the show was pretty good um, overall, but there the beginning to me did feel somewhat rushed. Just based on mm-hmm. that, compared to the book, where I felt like you're you're sitting in Percy's head for for a significant amount of time, him dealing with these feelings in that first book, and obviously you can't, you can't get all of that because he's not narrating the the television okay. show. Um, so that was something that was a little bit missing for me, and my biggest loser so- really quickly. Something I would just improve upon. Um, And that's what Biggest Loser is, right? It really is. It's it's us saying, what could have been better? What, Like you put it, that was great. Like what it could have benefited from. To me, it was a sense of uh, epicness, mythos, the hierarchy of the Greek gods, stuff like that. Like, I feel like we only really, the only time I'm like, oh shit, was with Kratos at the end. Where I'm like, oh my God, like this guy, like this is actually going to be. Really serious, Cronos. really. Chronos. Sca- it took me. know
1: you're talking about Chronos. No. <laughs> oh my god, I was so excited. I I pitched on December third when I watched the first four screeners. I was like, Nick brain is voicing a character who will be Chronos. I'm tell. I wrote this down. I have a screenshot of it, and two days ago, I got to write it as an actual article of based on fact, and I was so proud of myself for that one.
0: Yeah. It's funny I like said, i was
1: going online i was googling to see if he had any like association with the show if anybody knew he was gonna be in it i literally i was googling like every comment oh my god i i was very excited that that <laughs> like it was an easy guess but it was also like oh this feels real this and it feels was awesome like it's gonna happen
0: yeah like we when we get chronos eventually there like it is mm-hmm. it's a scary moment and reading the book it's a scary thing it's like it's like oh my god like yep. what happens next what is actually happening because the whole time you think you think it's all about this one idea, this one thing stopping, you know, yeah. these these God brothers from fighting, essentially. Right. Just the keeping them apart. And then you realize that's not truly what this is all about, you know, and that's such a fun twist. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. everything with Luke at the end. I was so excited yes. for that to come to fruition the entire oh my time. God, I'm I've like, so I can't excited. wait um, because it's such a great part in the book. It, it it's, it's how the book ends, basically. That was
1: one of the first like. Outs again outside of harry potter that's one of the first plot twists i ever remember
0: right yeah it's it's awesome and they did a great job with it i think who they cast for luke it did a really good job oh i'm God, excited to see so him good. in the future um mm-hmm. i loved your loser by the way in terms of like and it goes it's it's all kind of the same idea where if we knew there was a next season that's like coming out next year let's say you know or or there or later this year something there would be more of that feeling of like oh cool like now, now right. I'm going to know what's next. It's, and I think it will it kind of feels like
1: if infinity war came out and we didn't know if there was going to be an end game. Yeah. in that yeah. it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing on its own. But like, we needed to know that there was that the things that were left unresolved, not to that scale, but like the things that were left unresolved would be resolved.
0: Yeah. And that's the, exactly right. Like the book and the series, I should say it's, it has resolutions, but there is still so much there. like. You, it, it just feels and, just and like so much a small too. Like,
1: they they snuck in just oh much like like I, I I wrote down almost every time I caught something that is going to come back in a more significant way in a future season if we get a future season. Yeah. That list is incredibly long, and I right. love that it it shows care, it shows dedication, um, and I just wish that we knew for sure that that's going to pay off.
0: Yeah, so diving into a couple of top plays here, I'm just going to mention a couple of mine, and then yeah. I'll throw it to you. Um, and I'm sticking to some that I, I just recently watched just because it's fresh in my mind. I thought that uh, I loved it when finally Percy goes to the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. Boom, we go up, we get Lance Riddick. Rest in peace. So great. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And then just that interaction with Percy and oh, Zeus good. and Poseidon was so great. Like, I love that at the end uh, oh I thought God. that was a really big time top play I mentioned earlier him fighting Ares of course with the so with the wave and you I've know, been
1: waiting for that for a decade and it, yeah. it was exactly what I needed it to be and
0: I loved a little top play is in the show they did a great job with riptide like you'd hear it first and then I, you'd so one see... of my only
1: complaints about the entire show they never call it riptide not once oh the closest they come is Luke says letter rip that's it they don't actually call it Riptide, and I, I'm I'm not sure if that was like a conscious thing that they're gonna do it eventually. Like there are plots about its backstory. Eventually, are they just saving the name for that? Or interesting? Like, was it they did they just assume people knew? Like because it was they in yeah. the first trailer, the song in the background was Riptide, Riptide. by Dance Joy. Yeah, and like we all know it's Riptide. They don't actually say it
0: interest i honestly because i just refer to it as it like i never even noticed they didn't refer to it as riptide because
1: i I only noticed that because i've seen all of the episodes at least three times each
0: gotcha well yeah there's the details um last top play i would say like seeing um you're gonna have to help me out here i forget like what where are the shoes trying to pull grover into tartarus tartarus that's right and like seeing that which if if was cool
1: heroes of olympus readers there's stuff there there's lore there there's mm, yeah a lot (laughs) yeah Yeah. people who know know and like this was a very big thing on twitter the week building up to it because there was just some imagery from later stuff that was just beautifully done and emotionally done and like even if they never do a second series we all know what's going to happen and what this was like mirroring. Right. And they know we know, it. but also you didn't need to know that to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I, which, which I don't. And I thought that was, it was right. cool just to see like, I, that was something where when I envisioned that, that's how it basically looked, you know, and yeah. just like the, the sphere in their voices, like what has happened? Like, yeah. why is this sudden out of nowhere? It feels like just out of left field. This is suddenly happening. Um, that was awesome. Any top plays for you? Any little moments you have? Oh, so
1: many. Um, so something I I talked about, I wrote about this recently. I love the little book accurate details. Things like Anna Annabeth's necklace having her dad's ring on it. They don't actually talk about it. They don't explain it. They don't show what it is. But she has it and when she talks about her dad. She starts fidgeting with it and playing with it. Um, right. Luke's scar. They don't talk about how he got it, but they have it. It's there it makes you wonder how he got it. Or if you know how he got it, it makes it, it gives you those, those emotions and feelings. Things, like all of these little things that they threw in and didn't necessarily address, but kept and did like those yeah. little tiny things. Also things like, like Percy's shipping Medusa's head to Olympus is the culmination of what every, what most complaints about the movie are. Of them not getting Percy. Right. Th- that has been the metaphor of like movie Percy would not do that book Percy and show Percy would. Mm. And that's how you know that they got Percy. And that like, that was the feeling that I had almost the entire show. Like everything was in character. And I, that's, that's an extremely good, good thing in terms of other like top plays. I could watch the tunnel of love <laughs> sequence a yeah. million times and never, ever get tired of it. I would watch that over and over again. I was shocked by how much I loved, including Hephaestus. Hephaestus was not in the book. Right. He was mentioned he was not in the book. And I thought I was just going to kind of feel neutral about it. I was going to be like, okay, it's another new thing for the show. Great new things. They're always fun. Um, right. I walked away from that going that incredibly enhanced the scene in the story it sets a lot of seeds for themes that are going to be coming up moving on themes that were integral to the lightning thief and things that will be expanded on it just it fit very very seamlessly and made i didn't think i was going to have strong feelings about it and i had such strong positive feelings about it
0: yeah um one thing like oh sorry i was gonna say one other yeah, top no, play like i that. just thought of was the final fight between luke and percy um so I thought that was so great
1: oh so good, so good. <laughs> I
0: really was like oh it felt it felt um it, it was the most visceral feeling fight to me like mm-hmm. that was yeah and that, and that gave me hope for kind of like the future the choreography was more interesting like because the fight with Percy and aries even in the book it isn't that exciting you know it doesn't go it's on more forever. of a like
1: Percy internal exciting moment exactly
0: like. but like the you can tell like it it, it, it kind of yeah. just like it just cu- it culminates kind of quickly and
1: the cool. The cool thing about the Luke fight is that doesn't happen in the book. In the and book that's what was so cool. Yeah. Like and I every was, so some people are complaining about Scorpion. I actually like it better this way.
0: Yeah. I was so um to wrap up today, I was just yes, gonna yes. ask you some questions about kind of the book to series adapt adaptation. Just yeah. you know, book one, series one. Um, so that didn't happen in the book. Um the fight there's at the end. There's a lot. There's know,
1: actually a lot. Exactly. Um, which there's I, so uh A lot of scenes basically you would have the same point A, point B, and then important beats you would hit them, but you might hit them in a different order or throw Mm. in new beats or things like that. There was not much that was taken out, but sometimes there was a lot added in that it made it hard to catch that that stuff wasn't taken out. Gotcha. But like a lot, Tunnel of Love is almost entirely different. Right. Like almost 100% different. Echidna is very different. Um, Medusa Mm. is almost entirely different.
0: Medusa was very Um, different. That really stuck out to me. That whole, that all about everything about that was pretty Um, much different. The
1: the, like, the beats of episode eight were all like the last few beats of the book, but very little of what was said in dialogue actually came up in the book at this Mm -hmm. point. There are conversations that I'm glad started now because then later when they happen in full they won't feel like they're coming out like you know that they felt like they were coming out of nowhere in the books but like we're gonna have even more groundwork for them right um things like that but like the the flashback to the sword fighting scene putting that at the end instead of putting that during where it would fit chron- chronologically like the book does one of the best changes in the entire thing <laughs> um hermes wasn't in the book at all
0: yeah, I didn't think, because um, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah. in this show, and yep. he's like an actor. I was, okay, that's a great, um, I had a question about um, that sequence with Vegas. Yes. I thought Vegas yeah. was, wasn't it, it was very different, wasn't it? I mean, I know. It was
1: almost entirely different. Yeah. And I, it, it's, that has been the most contentious thing, which is incredibly ironic, because it's one of the only things all Percy Jackson fans agree the movies got right. Right. So it's funny that the the one thing that we all agree about for the movies is the biggest point of contention I've seen for the show.
0: Yeah, because it just didn't um, seem like... I enjoyed like, it. I, I, I thought it was I good. enjoyed it. Yeah. I
1: know a lot of people who didn't. Mm. A lot of people who said, oh, they didn't forget enough. They didn't, like... Go to, uh, like, I don't think... I don't think that mattered, especially because we already had established that they knew more about Greek mythology in the show than they do in the books. In the books, it's a lot of we have to figure out who this creature is or something like that or what this place is. The show, it's very quickly they're getting it. So why would that be any different for something called the Lotus Hotel based on the Lotus Island?
0: Right. And to me, it stuck out because it felt like I was looking forward to the Vegas like casino because it's in you know the lotus hotel it's interesting like it's a very interesting yeah. part of the book where it's like oh my god like they've lost all this time you know like now they've got a rush mm. and it's crazy and it's like this this wild twist but i felt like in the series they tried to give grover a bit more to chew on in this first I was
1: so pleased part. with that we get so much grover lore that like that's not even stuff from later books that's new right we get so much more Grover lore than we've ever had before. And I think that's really awesome because he's a really underrated character.
0: Yeah. And, I, you know, I appreciated that. It was interesting. To me, there were some things that they seemed to have changed from the book. And it's a good adaptation from the book to the series where, like, even, like, the Vegas element to it, I, I couldn't really pinpoint, like, a rhyme or reason why. And that might be why people yeah. are upset about yeah. it, where it's kind of like because mm-hmm. you mentioned it um it's a little different but where point a to point b we're getting we're doing the same thing but like the sequence could be different or how it's happening could be a little bit different tunnel of love to me is an upgrade where like that is just an improved scene and, and it's a really
1: good scene in the I show think it's represented by the fact that the tunnel of love is called the thrill ride of love is <laughs> the show and yeah because that represents what it should be representing even better and i i could, I could talk about that scene for actual hours
0: yeah. And then, you know, I, I felt like the, the Vegas episode and like, the Vegas scene was just I mean, it was it was good, but I, I guess I'm not being overly critical of it, but I can see why people are being critical of it because I, no, it I, is I, different. I
1: understand it. I really yeah. do. Um, and a lot of people also are saying like it had a really high bar to meet because it was the only thing the movies got right. And so people were disappointed that to them it was treated like lazily or like it did, the, actual like magic of it i don't i again i don't feel that way but anyone who does th- their viewpoint is completely valid that is so fair um but like for i just i don't think i'm trying to figure out the right way to say this like rick gordon had always said that something that was super important to him with this show was that lifelong fans didn't know everything was that was coming Right. So I wasn't surprised that key things were changed
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well that I mean because. that that does that, that's not a bad idea because it does make it feel fresh for people like where right. you're not just you don't you don't necessarily want to watch a series or a movie based on a book that's just the exact same thing you do want right. a certain as adaptation.
1: As, as long as it's authentic and as long as it's telling the same basic story as long as it's following like the same premise and as long as the iconic moments, happen yeah they don't even need to happen the exact same way but as long as they happen as long as they exist as long as we don't go to nashville instead of St. Right. Louis or something like that <laughs> <laughs> um like stuff like that like as long as all those beats are being hit and it's authentic i'd like to see something new
0: yeah and to be fair i think percy jackson this show so far had it's done a really good at adapting the, the story itself. Like you're really not missing much. Like that's, I think the bottom Correct. line with this, like you're I not... can
1: count on one hand what we're missing. Right. And it's like the riptide name, the poodle scene, um, the, the, in the, in the train that like, because we're friends, like, like, don't be silly because we're something like that between Percy and I and Beth, but we got better moments instead. So I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, a couple things like that but honestly that's three that is three
0: yeah exactly and i mean we got like we in the show we were able to get a look at like all of the gods we got Mm -hmm. so many characters so many actors in these roles that could return in big ways later um all that worked so well for me i just hope if they do make a season two which i'm expecting i mean streaming wise
1: they have literally like the cast and crew have all been like we're fully prepared to do it. They've written parts of uh one episodes one and two of season two, because Becky Rodden tweeted recently that she has read action sequences at least from those episodes.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd hope
1: they like they're they're ready. They're doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'd hope <laughs> they, they start soon though. Say yes.
0: The kids are only growing. You know, it's one Correct. of those things where Correct. um you kind of want to move if you have this kind of a cast Correct. because you know, that's Walker also, shot think, up. He's like exactly, super tall now. Uh,
1: that's why i also think a four season renewal all at once would be extremely like good for the show because we don't have this like now it's going to be some months of not knowing
0: right exactly and i think and and to your point earlier if we knew season 3 is coming after season 2 then we have that feeling of like okay we're still yeah. telling the story we're going to find out what's next even if you foreshadow yes. you know x y and z during season 2 you know you're going to get the next part of that um next year mm-hmm. or whenever it's going to be i do think there is an element with disney right now where they wanted to test this out because oh, the 100%. movies weren't a massive yeah. Uh, success among fans. No, I'm not
1: surprised that we weren't told from the beginning that it was yeah. going to be many seasons. I'm surprised that at this point, it's still up in the air.
0: I'm with you. I, I and I think based on the streaming numbers that I've seen, it's been a it's been a success. It hasn't been like a mm-hmm. flop, and that's all you really needed. And. I know these these types of shows are expensive to make. It, it's in the same ballpark of like a Star Wars and a Marvel because yeah. it is this you know it, this fantasy element, and you have these fights, and you ha- you're using and the it's volume important that you, have, you get it right, and you have these like giant monsters. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> With oh talking to
1: talking to the, the ILM people at Comic Con about the premiere, like they are just so excited about all the cool stuff they get to create, and right. then as a fan, I'm like, oh, people like put words on a page. And made it this cool, amazing, thing. like, it just makes me so, so happy that this show is real.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, for super fans like yourself, I think this is like such a fun just moment in time. And I hope the series continues mm-hmm. because, you know, Harry Potter fans and, and I, we both like Harry Potter, like, yeah, that's just so fun because there's books, there's this whole series of movies that are in inje- generally loved you know like there's yeah. flaws in them everyone has their favorite prisoner of azkaban personally um Same here. nice <laughs> the best one i love time yeah. travel and i remember watching it for the first time just like
1: i love found family stuff and the marauders are my favorite so
0: oh yeah so good and but with that like in this case it'd be awesome for people to get the full you know the full series yeah. it would be awesome Especially to be able to see this in live action
1: we often say that like Harry Potter for Millennials is Percy Jackson for Gen Z. Like, I did right. not... I, the only Harry Potter movie that I saw in theaters was Last One. Gotcha. Because we... Like, my family had been... My, my parents have read the books already, but um, my dad was reading in them with me. We finished Deathly Hallows like the day before we were going to go see Deathly Hallows Part 2 in theaters. Um. Yeah. Like, I, I... The only book I remember coming out with Deathly Hallows, like I didn't have that experience with Harry right. Potter. Yeah. But I certainly was buying the the next year's Olympus book the day it came out in stores and reading it all in one day and refusing to go online until I finished reading it so nobody could spoil it for me. Like <laughs> like that's what my, that's what to me is Percy Jackson. And I want that experience of like getting to see the entire thing.
0: Yeah, me too. And, and even if I, I, I might, if I will say probably if, they if they renew for season two i'd probably read the second book leading up to the second season just i kind
1: recommend of, reading the books first
0: yeah because i enjoyed it for this one and i, I reread yeah. lightning thief for the first time in forever right before this came out and it was so fun because you you feel in on it a little bit right you feel in on those yeah. um not all of them like you mentioned like but you feel in on some of those Easter eggs and foreshadowing Mm -hmm. and just, just the story, you know, you're able to, because you enjoy the book, then you're able to look forward to week by week of, Oh, this is coming next week. This is coming this week. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see how that looks on the big screen or, you know, the, the small screen.
1: Exactly. Um, Exactly. And there's also, there's an element too of like, I, I'm always curious to see how they do it because they've now established that it's not going to be 100% exactly as book fans are gonna expect
0: exactly so i'm
1: excited to see like like i i've been everyone's talking about the number one anticipated scene for uh season two what happens is the siren scene because mm. it is just it's it's a lot i'm already picturing what they're gonna like ideas of what they might be doing differently with it based on beats that they've already hit with all of the themes in that scene like it it's I'm so interested to see stuff in the future based on what they're establishing new in the show in season one.
0: By the way, yeah. quick question. Um, yeah. Do, does Gabe get turned into stone in this series? Yes.
1: Yeah. Post credit scene.
0: I didn't watch it. I got to go watch that.
1: Um, I will say, I will <laughs> say, I was a little bit surprised. They merged the movie version and the book version for this one. Um, because in the book, Sally straight up kills him, like straight up petrifies him. Yeah. In the movie, it's like an accident. He opens the fridge or something like that. And it's sitting there and there were signs like, do not open. In this one, it feels like Sally set up the situation. You'll have to watch it. Okay. Uh, I didn't watch it. it Yeah. feels like Sally set up the situation, but she didn't do it personally, which actually surprised me because that's something that a lot of people have been looking forward to. Hmm. I'm not necessarily upset by it or disappointed. By it, it just surprised me.
0: Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Because I remember that was kind of a funny moment in the book. And Gabe, Gabe yeah. in the book's worse, though. I will say, like I saw Gabe in like a yeah. worse light when reading the book than in the I, series. I'm
1: always hesitant to say like, oh, he was worse because I don't want to compare like the idea of abuse. I'm exactly. also gonna say in in the show they don't explore Percy actually finding out that he has hit or and physically abused sally in the yeah. book they do they have yeah. they include the moment where he realizes that mm-hmm. and that's the first time it's told to readers too
0: right so we I guess are going in into point... this
1: show with that right no but but like i do understand what you're saying Yeah.
0: i am if you just watch the series you think gabe sucks but you don't see him you in think a... he's a deadbeat yeah exactly like you don't see him in as bad of a light as you do if you read the book when you read the book, Perfect. it's like this guy deserves it in the end. You know, yeah. or you, you well, can so at least Percy's think that.
1: So, in the, in, I, I know that like because they had the beach fight be not on Santa Monica Beach, but on Montauk, which I love, I'm perfectly fine with that. They didn't yeah. have to do the let's raise money to buy plane tickets. But Percy forcing him into free, like, whatever it is he did, he was like, it was free services of, Coming services something. Mm. Um, he he was promising that as a gesture of goodwill for his from his super super emotional stepfather from back home. Like, right. I, I'm fine with that not being the show because it wouldn't have worked narratively. But like, I, I just love that moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, overall, wrapping this up, I think Percy Jackson yeah. as a series was a success. I think most people enjoyed yeah. it. That were fans of the book, which is really the main. I mean, you got to draw in a lot more people than just the book readers for the series. But I do think a lot of people at least gave it a chance. I know it was not for everyone. Um, I think some people's complaints. I enjoyed it, I think, mainly because I had read the book. And I think that might be part of the complaints with this series is that if you haven't read Percy Jackson, the show may not be for you if you are looking for something a little bit more mature let's say because it's not a very quote-unquote mature show and like if that's what you're right i think the
1: biggest example of that is medusa they have to turn her invisible before they cut off her head to keep this show at least my theory to keep it oh no for
0: sure for sure and and there's little Um, elements something
1: else that they do that with too i just don't remember what it was
0: um something stuck out to me as well i'm forgetting now but it, it does feel if i don't know if it's pg or whatever the actual um uh, rating is for percy jackson on disney plus but it doesn't feel like it's really towing the line of being that into like tv 14 or anything like that yeah. it does feel I, like again, a, it's,
1: i feel like it's a family show
0: it is it totally is a family show and if that's what you're expecting i think that's great um and i hope people have enjoyed it out there jillian Sorry. it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure talking to you today thank you for having um, me Any kind of plug? What are you working on for the direct.com? Anything you have worked on for the direct.com? Want to shout out to the listeners uh, right now, what they can go and check out.
1: So right now on the direct, we have one of my two uh, exclusive articles from an interview with your good John. Yes. Um, The second one is coming soon. I have been teasing it to a lot of people. It has some cool, cool stuff. That is going to make a lot of people really happy, including myself. I've been thinking about it for a while. Um, but um, uh, updates are going to be on my Twitter. It's just Jillian Blum. No, anything Jillian with a G. Uh, so I've got that. And then I'm looking forward to Invincible coming soon again, yeah. because that's that's another thing that I
0: Awesome. Um, well, yeah. I mean, everyone go check it out. I edited the first one i believe
1: yes, yeah um yep that one's up. i'm so happy about that one yeah
0: yeah that was awesome I- i'm
1: so happy about that one that was yeah. really 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 great
0: job fun. with the interview everyone should go um read it and check it out and we'll definitely have you back at some point on the pod of course yeah. we don't know when season two as, I think soon, as, season
1: announced, <laughs> as soon as season two is announced i'm gonna be writing articles about it yeah. like I, that's gonna be so exciting I, that um, whole
0: build up you know now that we have the I'm series so actually sorry. going
1: yeah I- and i'm excited this will be like a season that I get to do from like the start of when it's announced to then when it comes out, like to be covering it during filming stuff like that. Like, cause I didn't get that with this season cause I wasn't on direct yet. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that is fun. That is fun. I'm when so you really excited get to about see that. The whole thing come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, everyone. Um, thank you for listening. We will be back. Me and Matt will be here on Monday. Heading into February. It's crazy. We're already one month into 2024. Chugging right along. We will be reviewing Argyle and covering all the rest of the news from all the universes you love. But until then, we'll see you next time.